General Baptist Ministries has been called by God to exist for the church. We aren't here so General Baptist can help us do ministry. We are here to help the church do ministry and to fulfill its commission to make disciples of all nations and preach the good news to every man, woman, boy, and girl. We partner with churches because we believe that we can do more together than any one person or church can do alone. I'm Dustin Thompson, Vice President for Regional Ministries, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Doing Together. Doing Together is about sharing the ways that General Baptists partner together so that your church can fulfill its calling. Christmas is a few short days away, and many people are preparing for time with family and friends and getting ready to take part in their various holiday traditions. At this time of year, we have a group of people who have answered a call which has led them to a very different type of holiday experience, one on the mission field. Today's episode features Mark Powell, the Vice President of Global Missions, highlighting the various experiences of missionaries at Christmas around the world. He is joined today by Rodney Walls in Honduras, Stephen Dame in Saipan, Skylar Brantley in Guam, and Joyce Porcadilla Rubia in the Philippines. Let's listen in as they share with us insight from different cultures and experiences at Christmas time. We want to welcome you to our uh, Christmas Around the General Baptist World podcast. Uh, we are joined by uh, several of our missionaries at different parts of the world, and uh, we're going to be hearing from them how, how uh, their part of the world celebrates Christmas and how they celebrate Christmas as well, because uh, it, you know it's kind of difficult whenever you're away from home and you're away from family and, and you're in a tropical climate making all those adjustments. And so we'll be letting them uh, share some of their experiences, but we'd also like to hear how, uh, how Christmas is celebrated uh, where they are. And so I think uh, we have uh, with us right now, Rodney Walls, Skylar Brantley, and Stephen Dame. And uh, we're hoping that Joyce Porcadillo will be able to join us in a few moments. Uh, so you guys all serve in Catholic locations. Is, is that correct? Correct. All right. And so we have to assume that Christmas is a pretty big deal for, for Saipan, for Guam, Honduras, it's it's a pretty big deal. Would that be a safe assumption? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, Rodney, um, what does what what what's your favorite part about Christmas in Honduras? Is there something specific that you just really like about about Christmas in Honduras? Well, the substantial amount of traffic that is at, that is out is always enjoyable this time of year. Um, but that aside. Um, it, it, a lot of similarities with, uh, with what people in the States would be going through. I guess my favorite time is Christmas Eve because that's when they do the bulk of their celebration. And there's usually a, a great big get together with a special meal and, and always a special, uh, Christmas Eve service. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the highlight. They, they don't do a whole lot on Christmas day itself. And so for us, that's kind of a day just to relax and, at some point during the day, reach out and, and talk to our family. But, um, but like I say, Christmas Eve is a big time. And come midnight, the fireworks go off because they don't need just Christmas Eve. <laughs> Any holiday will work for fireworks for Hondurans. Uh, they, they love those. So it's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a fun time. 
Um, of course, here at Faith Home, the children and children are always excited when Christmas comes, and that's true here in Honduras. And so just to see the smiles on their faces and the excitement in their eyes and, and knowing that for many of them before they got here, their life would have been anything but joyful. But then being able to see the joy of Christmas in them, it, it's just kind of a, a, an exciting feeling for, for us adults as well. Is there any particular uh, food that is associated with Christmas in Honduras? They like tamales, not the Tex-Mex tamales you get in the States, but they love tamales and they'll, uh, it's always a big, they, they, they wrap them in uh, banana leaves and they have a big pot outside that they usually uh, kind of steam them in. And it's a, a lengthy process, but uh, the tamales are are one of the big Christmas foods that they have down here. Yeah, I had a reason for asking that because that's that's the that was what we took away from Honduras as a family. We still eat uh, Christmas tamales uh, in our household on Christmas. That's still our tradition, and so uh, yeah, we we really loved that and thought that was thought that was great. Um, Always enjoyable when the doorbell rings or the knock on the door and you know they're delivering the tamales. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Now, the Kids of Faith Home, uh, they have a Christmas Eve service, and you referred to that earlier. They do. Um, each of the, the houses have a, a special meal. We, they, uh, the house moms prepare, prepare something special for that night, and then after the meal, uh, they put on their brand new clothes, and that's always a big tradition, uh, not only here at Faith Home, but outside the fence. They, uh, everybody wears their new clothes to church, and um, we've had a variety of type of services on Christmas Eve. Uh, in the past, there was a time that it was more of a uh, musical talent show would, uh, that we would have. At other times, it would be just a talent show with different aspects and skits. Uh, right now, it's more of a musical concert. Um, and this year, uh, we're combining the giving of their gifts at the end of the service after each of the houses will do uh, some singing and, and uh, you know, they'll hear a little bit of a devotion. And then at the end, uh, I believe Pastor Miguel and Eduardo will be in charge of that. And then they'll kind of help distribute all the, the gifts to the kids on Christmas Eve. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. It, uh, it is always an enjoyable part. Skyler, you and Steve are in uh, not too far from each other uh, over in your part of the world. And I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, the Christmas celebrations on each other's islands. But if you were just to say, Pincher, I guess, would you say that that Guam and Saipan have some similar traditions with each other? I, I would probably think so. I've only been through one Christmas here. So I was only for hear what Steve says about Saipan. And see if there is a, a diff, um, difference or the same there. I don't know. All right, Steve, what is your favorite part about Christmas on Saipan? Well, um, probably, um, you know, Christmas Day, after all the excitement is wearing to an end, I can put on my foot. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you no, guys, back in the you guys at the church have a really big. Christmas festival, is that right? Yeah, and that's my favorite part. I was just joking on the other. Uh, yeah, so we have a big thing every year. Um, I don't remember how many years it goes back, but I think it dates back to the 19, early 1970s. They have this thing called the Christmas Feast, 
And um, in years past, um, all the different, because there were so many different uh, ethnic groups or cultural groups within the church, they would all come and bring their particular food and share them. And then as part of the service that would happen after everyone ate, they would also uh, share um, talent and Christmas songs and things like that in their own language, as well as sometimes cultural dances and things like that, the way they celebrated Christmas wherever they were from. Um, we don't have as much of that, or we didn't have as much of that last year, and may even have less this year, um, just because um, we've had so much turnover in the church with people going back to where they're from. But that's always uh, been a favorite part of the church for others, and, and just my experience here, that's been a favorite part for us about Christmas. Last year, I, you know, they invite the community, and last year we, we served close to 800 people. Wow. Yeah, it was that's huge. a lot of folks. That's yes. a lot of folks. And that sounds like a lot of fun to me. All the different uh, uh, cu customs and foods associated with Christmas. Do any of those stand out to you as as your favorite food uh, of the Christmas season in Saipan? Uh, I don't know. I mean, my favorite is always going to be my favorite here. Um I, I love lumpia, <laughs> fried lumpia. <laughs> and so uh, regardless of what, even I'll try the other dishes, but that's what I always pile up on my plate. All right. Skylar, how does that compare to Guam? Um, kind of close. Um, they have a lot of festive uh, fiestas here. They go to the beach or they're with their houses and you just pretty much just rotate around the village from house to house. And it's like a, a big party. And they always have, talking about foods, Chamorro barbecue is big here. They, they fry everything. And uh, so it's always good on that aspect. Um, usually it's always hot. And I'm not a big hot food person. Kathy is, so she enjoys that. <clears throat> but I'm like Steve, Olympia is probably my favorite. Uh, I, I love it. And um, so it, and it's kind of interesting because different parts of the village, you have different ethnic groups. And so you have a lot of uh, Filipinas here and stuff like that. So you get a variety of Chamorro foods, Filipino food. And we have a few Koreans here, but not very many. So I haven't really yeah, ate in their food. Wanna, you might want to borrow that idea from Saipan about having a big Christmas yeah. festival and people bring in their ethnic food. That, that really sounds like a lot of fun. Is there <laughs> anything about Christmas, uh, Skylar, that uh, – that you would that you was that being raised in in Kentucky in the Midwest is there anything that you find particularly different? Yeah, I didn't get last year. It was my first Christmas here. I did not get in the Christmas mood, and they they were started playing Christmas music, putting decorations up. <clears throat> but um, the lack of cold weather and snow was hard for me to get into the Christmas spirit. And the cool thing here is usually a day before Christmas or two days before Christmas, the mayor, they'll put floats in, they'll drive around the community. I mean, they'll go up and down every street in the village, play Christmas music, and <coughs> sorry, and they'll play Christmas music, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So they invited me to drive with them last year, and that got me in the Christmas spirit. One of the weird things here for me, not being around Catholicism growing up, is they take baby Jesus around the island. They have a statue of baby Jesus, and it's literally miles of cars following them 
they stop, they kiss his feet, they put money in there, and it's 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 a big it's a big deal here. And so that really took me back last year. And so I'm not yeah, getting used to that. I think some of the way we do Christmas would put people would surprise people as well with our live nativities and and almost mm -hmm. I mean some folks might even consider a live nativity almost sacrilegious in some way. Uh, and yet it's a big part of, you know, the way we do Christmas here in, in the States. Yeah. Uh, we all have kind of odd, odd customs. Uh, Steve, do they do the same thing where you are? Do they, uh, do they put baby Jesus in a convertible and drive around the Island? I haven't seen that. I did, um, attend, a a Catholic mass last year at Christmas and they passed him around the congregation for everyone to do that with. Um, okay. Um, I haven't seen that. Um, one of the things that's, that's different here for us that we didn't experience in the States is, uh, you know, back in the States, there's so much emphasis on Santa Claus coming and, um, going to bed early so that you know, we can get up and kids can unwrap gifts and stuff the next morning. So here, um, the, the Filipinos just really start start celebrating about midnight. Uh, they have another meal at midnight and they stay up till three in the morning. Um, wow. About dispersing. Um, they have a big tent. They sit out here by the church and have another meal and just enjoy themselves. Wow. Now, Joyce really is here because I'm going to join them because Meg's going to be back in the States enjoying Christmas with her mom. And okay. so since Meg's and the sister Meg's not going to be here, I can join them on Christmas Eve. <laughs> now, Joyce is here with us as well. Joyce, is that something that Filipinos do uh, oh, yeah. in is this this midnight celebration? Oh, yeah. Um, that's tradition. Uh, we call that Noche Buena. So we start our celebration Christmas during Christmas Eve. So um, we'll be busy cooking already. Uh, on the 24th and then we'll stay up till midnight gather around the table have our our christmas eve uh we we've had dinner already but we'll have another christmas eve dinner when the clock strikes 12 then we'll have food we'll eat and then stay up till we want to stay up and then uh christmas day kind of is like a rest day for us there's still gonna still be food there's still celebration but for most families, the celebration really is uh, Christmas Eve up to 12 midnight or like 1 in the morning or as Steve said, 3 in the morning and then uh, morning of the 25th. We don't get up and open gifts. We're, we're done with that stuff. <laughs> so, the, so Christmas Day is a recuperation day, huh? Yes, uh, yes. Of course, of course, you guys have been celebrating Christmas since uh, what, uh, August or June or somewhere like September that already? September 1. September 1. September 1st. September 1st. Yeah, as soon as the Burr month starts, so like September, we uh, you'll see malls, houses covered with uh, Christmas lights, Christmas decorations, and you'll hear, you will hear Christmas carols already as early as September 1st. Yeah, there are beautiful decorations uh, in the Philippines. In fact, our Christmas tree has a lot of uh, of decorations, uh, ornaments that we that we brought with us from the Philippines. It's one of our favorite parts of of, of Christmas in the Philippines. Is how we kind of remember 
remember that, and we have a lot of those ornaments. Uh, is there anything else? What about the, at the Bible College itself? Is there any particular thing? You guys, I guess, are, out, are not in session at that time. Um, no, we, we end uh, during Christmas Day. We, we, we will be on Christmas break. But before we end the school for Christmas or before we go on Christmas break, we do have a big Christmas program. And for this year, we're going to have it on December 15th. And we call it Christmas Sensation. We started this in 2011. So this is, we've been doing this for 10 years, more than 10 years now, except during the pandemic. So we hold, we stage a big Christmas program here. And it's like a Christmas concert. Uh, students, all the students from all departments, from all levels, will have their presentation. And then... We will have the parents, the guardians, and the community come and attend the Christmas program. So we we do we do we have a theme every year. So the the focus is is different every year. However, the message, of course, is still the same. So it's kind of like an evangelistic Christmas concert as well. Now, is that what you put on YouTube every year at Christmas time? Yes, yes, yes. Last now, year. And during the pandemic, we just did a virtual Christmas sensation program. But um, 2011 up to 2019, we did a live Christmas program. And then this year, we're coming back to a live Christmas program. So this is one of the biggest programs that we have on campus, aside from our foundation anniversary. Now, will you put that on YouTube again this year as well? Yeah, yeah, we will. Because I've watched those, and if you guys have never seen those, you could go, you could go to GVC's YouTube channel, and uh, they, they it's a it's a big production that they put on, and it's pretty interesting. I think I think you you would enjoy seeing that. Um, of course, Joyce uh, Philippines is your home. Uh, is there any particular? We, we've asked the others, uh, you know, what the what their favorite thing about. Christmas in their location might be. What's what's your favorite thing about Christmas in in the Philippines? I guess for me it would be the time where family come comes together. Like I like it. It has been our family tradition that uh, we all gather at twelve midnight around the table. We 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 gather together for prayer, and then. Um, and then share a meal together. Although we do that, we do that, we do that, like it's, it's normal for us to do that. However, there's just a special thing about Christmas Eve dinner that like when the clock strikes 12 and we're all there at the table and then sharing, uh, praying and then sharing a meal. I, I, that's, that's my most, regardless what the food is, that's my most favorite part. Like, Especially now, I guess that we're adults and everybody's kind of busy with work, and we don't get to share a meal always around the table. But during Christmas, we get to do that as a family. So, especially now that our family is voting. <laughs> so, um, uh, that's what I enjoy the most, and just having like a little Christmas break. <laughs> Now, all of you are in Catholic locations, and, and I'm just curious. Uh, this maybe this be something I'm curious about, but I'm curious. Uh, you know, in in the Catholic tradition, um, Advent and the lighting of Advent candles, and you know that focus on the Advent season. 
the liturgical calendar is very important. Um, and I realize as Protestants, we, we don't, you know, we don't really get into all of that. Although even in my home, we usually do the Advent calendar, uh, you know, uh, candles and, and uh, teach the kids about the, you know, the, the importance of Advent leading up to uh, Christmas Day. But I'm just curious, do you find that, that, you know, we're all from the Midwest, except for Joyce. Do you find that Protestants do more of those kind of traditional things during the Advent season where you're at compared to where you were raised? Not so much, Rodney? Uh, no, they really, really do not. Um, I miss that aspect of it because I've often done that as a pastor in the churches. Uh, I think Advent is a wonderful time to to help people really prepare for for the true celebration. Um, but here, I have not found any of our evangelical uh, churches. Uh, our church, GB churches do not, that I'm aware of. And I haven't found any of the other evangelical groups that, that I know of that truly do anything with Advent. How about you guys in the Pacific? Uh, do you see other Protestant churches that that do that, or is there is there a reaction against Catholicism that is that is just not something that Protestants do? Most churches I know, and I'm I've only been here a year now, but the churches I do know, there's been a, there's a pretty big separation between Catholicism and Protestantism. There's a, there's a still there's still a big rift there. Yeah, but and that, but I don't know it. That'd be true in the Hispanic world as well. Okay. Um, so uh, I don't think it's always been the tradition of Saipan community to do that, to observe Advent um, and have the lighting of the candles and stuff as part of the worship service. Um, I started doing it when I came here, and they, they were all excited because one of the pastors had bought a brand new Advent wreath, and they hadn't used it very much. And so they drug it back out so, so that we could do it. Um, and, and they seemed to like it. Uh, one of the things I have found is that uh, our people really like to take part in the worship services. Um, and so, you know, uh, every Sunday, you know, if we would let them, they would have someone, you know, a couple different scripture readings and um, different uh, types of call to worships and things like that. I mean, they really like to take part um, in worship. And so Advent uh, readings is one way they're able to do that. Okay. Joyce, uh, do Baptists in the Philippines is is uh, it's Advent something that they celebrate, or is this mostly focused right on the Christmas season? Um, there, my home church doesn't do that, uh, but there are other Protestant and even Baptist churches who do that. I know, I know, I know one big Baptist church who does that, um, but I'm not aware of any other GB church that does that. Here, so, but yeah, Catholic churches and even some other Protestant churches do that here in the Philippines. Uh, Joyce, you spent I some mean, time in the. You spent some time in the United States. Uh, were you here over Christmas season? Yeah. So you you kind of can relate to these guys about being away from home during, uh, during the Christmas season. Yeah, that's probably one of the yes, more difficult yes. things, uh, isn't it? Whenever you're, whenever you're, you know, you're serving the Lord, you're you're being faithful to your call, 
Uh, and that would be true of all of you, including Joyce when she was here. And uh, But yet, in being faithful to that call, it takes you away from uh, from family and friends. Um, and that's probably, for most people, the biggest, most important part of Christmas outside of the celebration of the Savior himself. Uh, so is there... Uh, how do you how do you cope with with that? How do you, uh, Joyce? When you were in the states at Christmas season, how did you cope with that? And then we'll let the rest of you talk about how you cope with it as well. Well, first and foremost, it was my first time to experience snow, so I was overwhelmed with the snow. And then we had a white Christmas when I w- when I was there. And then during the Christmas uh, Christmas Eve, I did celebrate my Christmas in a way that I was I used to celebrate. Like I stayed up Christmas Eve until twelve noon. Uh, twelve noon, twelve midnight. So I did that by myself. Everybody else in the house was asleep, but I stayed up to I stayed awake till twelve midnight, did my <laughs> did the things that I used to do. Uh, I didn't have a meal but I stayed up till twelve midnight and then um I think I stayed up to one o'clock in the morning. So uh and then I I because when I was in the state, of course, where the Philippines is like 14 hours advance at that time, I think. So when I, that would be 12 mid, uh, 12 noon already on the 25th at home. So I think I I called, I called home at that time during midnight of the 20 uh, Christmas Eve there. So um. Yeah, it was sad being away. First time for me to be away from the family. First time for my family without me on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But then um, I I just did not let the emotions, you know, get me. Just enjoyed the snow and, you know, stayed up late and kind of felt also that I was already also celebrating at the Filipino way. So, yeah, that's how I hope <laughs> I assume the rest of you will Skype or Zoom or FaceTime or something with family during that during that season. Uh, but it's still uh, it still can be a little lonely. Is that would you is that would you say that's accurate, Rodney? I would say that's really fair. I mean, technology has uh, over the years made it better, without doubt. Uh, now we can not only hear them, we get to see them and and spend a few moments with them, but. But to say there's any substitute for truly being in the same room with your children or with your family, I mean, it's uh, um, you do miss it. There's just no way around it. I mean, uh, generally speaking, as I've said, Christmas Eve is so full of activities and things going on that Christmas Day, you're kind of worn out. Uh, so you look forward to that that moment of uh, FaceTiming or whatever with them and then uh, you kind of uh, wish them their Merry Christmas and then you kind of relax and just decompress. But, um, but there is a sadness to it without doubt when you have children. Yeah. Would you guys agree with that? Skylar and Steve. Kind of, I guess I've got my family with me. So it's kind of where I got my dad back home, but a little bit, uh, I was just quite well. So snowballs, we throw coconuts, Instead of snow angels, we make sand angels. I'm just, <laughs> but uh, no, but a, a little bit, yeah. I, like I said, I missed the weather and the coldness and just being there, you know, fire, fireplace, stuff like that, you know, stuff you associate with Christmas. And uh, that's that's probably the biggest miss. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you're a, you're a new grandfather. Right. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's, that's quite an adjustment, isn't it? 
It is. Um, I just yeah. FaceTime this morning. <laughs> so at least a couple times a week, I FaceTime and talk to them. But yeah, that'll be really hard. I had to miss his first birthday and you know, to miss his first real Christmas where he's going to kind of halfway know what's going on and enjoy getting things. That's going to be kind of hard to, to, to not be there. But just, you know, like everyone else said, just missing family um, yeah. is, is hard. It, and we adjust it to it by just uh, staying busy. We try to have um, the team. You know, we have a lot of teachers here that will not get to go uh, back to wherever they're from and they'll be on campus. And so uh, generally we try to invite them over and um, also invite some people from church and stuff like that over and have a meal on Christmas Day with everyone. So. Yeah, when we were in the Philippines, uh, all the missionaries got together for Christmas uh, and, and celebrated Christmas together. That was one of the times that we that we gathered all together with no other purpose than just to be together and celebrate Christmas together. Uh, for Kim and I, we have a lot of fond memories of Christmases, both in Philippines and in Honduras. Uh, there are, you know, certain things. Obviously, missing family is is always a part of missionary life. Uh, but at the same time. It's pretty interesting to to see and to to join in and and kind of I appreciate you guys. We're so thankful for your faithfulness and serving the Lord. Is there anything else you want to add before we end this podcast about about Christmas and your part of the world? Anything that comes to mind that you just really feel like folks would be interested in hearing about? Joyce. You guys do fireworks uh, on Christmas, right? Yes, but not in Davao City. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the former president who used to be the mayor of Davao City banned fireworks uh, because of a lot of injuries and that has happened during Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So what's unique with us, we can do fire uh, Christmas fireworks celebration via LED walls. <laughs> on television and yeah the, the the city has the city would usually put up like an led wall at the city hall and then they'll do fireworks via the the led wall so um, and ronnie honduras does does uh fireworks as well right they they love their fireworks and like i said it doesn't matter whether it's christmas new year's or any other uh holiday here they'll start going off days before and when midnight strikes on Christmas Eve and it becomes Christmas Day, it's uh, it's rather loud. Kind of like New Year's Eve here, huh? Exactly. And and the same on on Saipan and Guam, so uh, fireworks as well. Maybe not as we have fireworks, but a lot of gunfire. You use it at midnight, especially like New Year's Eve, Christmas. So they, I forgot, they do fire, they do they ever shoot the guns up in the air. So there's wow. a lot of fire, fire, true fireworks, I guess. Think I'd be inside. Yeah, well, we well, the first year, my neighbor called me the first year and she said, Skyler, be sure to stay inside. I was like, I got 10 roof. And she's like, Well, just be, be careful. <laughs> so, well, we, have, we have a lot of fireworks here. They start uh, usually start, you know, a few days before Christmas. You have a lot on Christmas Eve, a whole lot more on New Year's. New Year's, it goes on for hours. And then Chinese New Year starts all over again. So. <laughs> 
the fireworks industry does well on Saipan, huh? Yes. Go ahead, Skyler. When we first moved here, it's right the first year and stuff. <clears throat> it's like there's always fireworks going off. And then somebody's like, yeah, they're illegal in Guam. So fireworks are illegal in Guam, but the, you hear them like loose once, twice a week going off. And uh, they just now, this last legislator made it legal to have fireworks on Guam again. So, but I, it, it fascinated to be so illegal, everybody shot them. Yeah, that is interesting for sure. Thank you all for joining me for this podcast and sharing what Christmas looks like for you. Uh, we appreciate you all very much, and may God richly bless you during this Christmas season. Can I have prayer with you as we close? Yes, please. Lord, we thank you so much for your servants and and for their willingness to, to follow your call, uh, whether it's across the street or around the world. And we thank you for uh, your missionary servants who have uh, who leave home and, and, and go different places and travel and, and are, are separated from, from friends and families at, at times of the year uh, that are, that are it's, it's a little difficult. And so we pray your blessings on, uh, on all of our pastors as they celebrate Christmas, as they try to reach their communities uh, during the Christmas season. And we pray for our missionaries that you would also uh, be close to them, be their strength and their fortress uh, this Christmas season. We realize it's really all about you and and your birth and celebrating who you are as our Savior. Uh, and so, Father, we give you glory and praise. But we also ask that you would be with uh, those who are away from friends and family, whether it's missionaries, military, whoever it may be, uh, that you would give them comfort, especially during this season of the year. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings, for the giving of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Adios. Thank you for joining us this week on the Doing Together podcast. Today's conversation should shed light onto the different experiences at Christmas time around the world. Christmas, wherever you are, is an opportunity for sharing the story of the promised Messiah and a season of hope. However, it can also be difficult to be away from your family and friends and the experiences one may miss out on. Today is a great reminder to pray for our missionaries as they serve on the front lines of kingdom expansion. We at General Baptist are so thankful for their yes and the service they provide. During this season, many people feel inspired to be generous, and one way we can show gratitude is by supporting those who have sacrificed so much to reach the nations. For more information on our missionaries, you can visit generalbaptist.com. If you would like to make a donation for a missionary or a ministry at this time of the year, you can do that there also. This episode may have inspired you to say yes to missions. Trips to most of our fields are being planned for the upcoming year already, and there's definitely something for everyone. On the website, you can find more information about the upcoming opportunities and what answering the call to missions may look like for you or your church. If you haven't already done so, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using to access our content, and please leave us a review. This helps our content be discovered by others and keeps you informed of the newest information developed for you. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Doing Together podcast.